Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, and I thought I should record again. It's been a while. I'm still doing pretty well. Have some issues coming up. I am uh, eating in a certain way that's for my mental health as well as my physical health. I'm eating low-carb, high-healthy fat kind of a diet, semi-keto, not really strict on the ketogenesis type of a diet, but I'm kind of following my own intuitive sense. And I am eating in an eight hour window per day and not counting my calories eating until I'm full. And feeling like that's working for me, I'm getting leaner, I think I'd probably like to probably burn off maybe 20 pounds of body fat. But mostly what I'm interested in doing is preventing myself from ever having a blood sugar issue. I've had my insulin, actually, I've never had my insulin checked. Insulin levels are not what they check when they give you a blood sugar blood test. They just check your blood glucose levels. But those have always been normal for me. I've never had a hypoglycemia. I've never had low blood sugar or high blood sugar. That was an issue. Um, But I know sometimes when people eat a lot of carbs and sugar for 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years, eventually they have prediabetes and then they become diabetic and it's kind of a scary thing because it can lead to all kinds of other issues and lots of weight gain etc so I'm wanting to prevent that from ever happening to me somebody in my family actually is having an issue with this but this person is somebody who doesn't exercise and eats lots of sugar and carbohydrates and when I say carbs what I mean is like bread, pasta, cookies, crackers, french fries, you know, things that are not like vegetables, because you know, fruits and vegetables have carbohydrates in them. uh, But that they also have vitamins and minerals, and they're not super hard on the body. Like if you eat a, a plate full of vegetables, you know, with butter and salt on top, that's a lot different carbohydrate wise, than what it does to your blood sugar, than if you eat like french fries, or biscuits, cookies, crackers, cake, flour, sugar, donuts, you know, really high carbohydrate processed foods, basically. To me, that's all just like eating candy. And so there's nothing wrong with eating candy. But if it makes you sick, then that's a problem. But it tastes great, but it can make you sick. So basically, what I'm saying is, um, when I'm witnessing people around me having health issues, it concerns me and I want to prevent myself and also to balance my hormones. So what I'm doing is fasting 16 hours a day and then eating in an eight-hour window and eating low-carb and higher fat. So what I mostly eat for carbohydrates is like I don't eat any grains or wheat or corn or rice, etc. I eat... Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh my gosh. I eat foods that I love the taste of that are like fruits and mostly vegetables and some fruits. And then I eat nuts and seeds and meat and cheese and, you know, whole fat items. But I'm having issues about my father is is healthy and he's in his 70s and he's been living near me for my whole life. And we grew up in San Diego, and my parents divorced when I was four, and then my mom and I moved up to Washington State, Whidbey Island, when I was nine, and my dad kind of followed us up here after a couple years because he missed me so much, and so I always have had my, and I'm grateful that my dad came up here 
And I've always had my dad in my life, which is really nice when you're, you know, when you're from, when you're an only child of divorced parents, it's nice that you can have a relationship with both parents and maintain it. So uh, I've done that and he is retiring. He is in his early seventies and he's very healthy and he's like into fitness and exercise and eating healthy. And he's just extremely healthy, fit guy, like pretty much as fit as Mick Jagger, quite literally. My dad is lean and plays tennis and works out at the gym. And he's just very, basically very tall and lean and has good muscle tone. And he's doesn't have any serious health issues at all. And he's, I don't think he's even on any medications. And he's in his early 70s. And so I'm really grateful that I have a dad who's healthy and you know, in his 70s and doing quite well. And he's moving to Florida. So that's 3000 miles away. I live here in Seattle, Washington, USA. And my father is moving to Florida into I forgot the name of the town Port St. Lucie, I think. Um, So he's moving, and I'm going to visit him in Florida. And I have other friends in Florida, or I'll have mostly one friend in Florida that lives in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, I've gone to the naturist gathering called Sunsport Gardens Midwinter Naturist Gathering in Loxahatchee, Florida, which is kind of, I think, only about an hour away from where my dad is retiring to. Oh my gosh, am I still recording? I hope I'm still recording. Yes, I'm still recording. Yay. Um, so I'm going to visit my dad in Florida and I just, I'm having some weird, sad feelings, but my dad and I have a very complicated relationship. He's a very interesting human being and there's a sort of passive aggressive competitive thing and there's guilt and there's shame, but there's also a lot of love and there's kind of, it's just hard to explain. It's a complicated, unique relationship. I also have a complicated, unique relationship with my mom and I'm an only child. So, and I never had kids and, um, I have a boyfriend right now, but I live by myself with my cat. So my life is kind of simple in a certain way, and I make a living as an art model, as a lot of you know that have listened to me before. But I'm having some feelings of sadness, and I guess as my dad heads into his uh, middle 70s, you know, he's eventually going to head into his 80s, and so I guess I am I know that he's not going to live forever, and he might live till he's like 100, I mean, like Jack LaLanne lived till I think he was 100, the fitness guy Jack LaLanne, <laughs> so hopefully my dad will live that long, but I guess when he's getting older and he's moving away, it makes me feel like I want to make sure to visit him as often as I can, and financially he's going to make that possible for me, because it's not like I can afford to just fly to Florida, you know, whenever I feel like it, because I have to take time off of my modeling gigs. And so I have to financially make sure I can figure out how to make that work. I also have a smart car that's having issues and it might need a new clutch actuator, which is very expensive. And so it might be better if I switch to a different car. It's a long story. So basically I'm just having different feelings and I'm trying to focus on my health and my fitness for my mental health as well as my physical health. Um, so I guess this post is kind of random, isn't it? I, my, my brain is pretty scattered. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm in a fasted state right now. Haven't eaten since last night at 9 p.m. or 8.30 or 9 p.m. or something like that. Yesterday I ate from 3.30 p.m. to about 8.30 or 9.30 p.m. And then I just drink water and plain coffee or plain tea when I am fasting. And then I eat again. And I eat two or three meals 
in that eight hour window, but I'm just having feelings about my dad leaving and I'm, I'm realizing I need to recognize that, you know, do like the meditation thing, which is be equanimous. And, um, as humans, we tend to want to chase after pleasure and push away pain. And the truth about life is that there is pleasure and pain, pleasure and pain. There's gains and losses, gains and losses. You know, life is like a wave and it's good to just know that I don't want to deny my feelings, but I want to focus on what's positive and loving and healthy and productive. So I'm feeling some sadness about my dad moving away. And then my mom is also in her 70s and she's pretty healthy as well as my dad. And I'm grateful. And she has a boyfriend because my mom, my mom's uh, husband passed away a few years ago. I had my stepdad, my third stepdad passed away a few years ago and so she was on her own but now she has this wonderful man in her life and so my mom has a nice boyfriend and my dad has a nice girlfriend and so both my parents are happy with their love lives I guess and I'm fairly happy with my love life right now I don't really want to talk about the specifics of my love life because it's been kind of complicated but right now I'm happy my best friend is my lover and I, I guess he's my boyfriend uh, but we don't live together and I'm really grateful to have him in my life and I'm working with a therapist that I see every couple weeks and oh my gosh there's so many things I need to do I'm I think I'm going to go for a walk and try to figure out what I can do and I have to be careful too I recently got into a discussion on Facebook with somebody about nutrition on somebody's wall and I probably shouldn't have done that they accused me of being a troll a troller what do you call it a troll to me it's like I don't think that's what I was doing, but I acknowledge that perhaps I was being passive aggressive because the people in this group were saying things that I completely disagreed with. And I think when you disagree, if you say something that's constructive criticism or somebody can learn from and then they want to talk to you, that's one thing. But if people just see you as trying to provoke them, then that's another thing. And I think that I actually just disagreed with these people and didn't really like, and it happened in both places. It happened in a group that I used to belong to that I got, that I ended the relationship with. I unjoined the group. And then there was a person that I was talking to online that was sort of a friend, but I realized that I don't know how to be friends with this person. And so I'm a little sad about it, but this person got upset with me and I got upset with them. And so I just ended that relationship as well online. And I wish that person well, but this person accused me of being a troll, a troller, whatever you call that, which I don't think is what I was doing. But definitely, I need to not bark up the wrong tree in terms of if I belong to a group or I talk to one person online, and this person because part of me thinks I should be friends with everybody and like everybody and be kind of like Jesus or the Dalai Lama or Buddha or somebody that's unconditional love and just accepts and loves everyone. And even if you you can agree, sometimes I can agree to disagree with people and then respect that they have their way of seeing things and I have my way of seeing things. But in this particular case, on this group, as well as with this private individual, I just could not do that unconditional love thing. And I was just feeling like these people were so wrong in what they were saying specifically about nutrition. Um, 
and I just don't agree with it. So there's so many issues. But so aside from that, I guess having better boundaries, I need to have better boundaries with my parents, as well as better boundaries with people online that I disagree with. And even people that I agree with, and I love and care about and I'm close to also need to keep my center. So that's the thing I want to be close to other people, but somehow keep my center. And what else? So it's, it's like a paradox that we're all kind of connected and yet we're all separate in our own little bodies and we all have our own boundary. And that's always been a challenging issue for me, boundaries. I sometimes feel enmeshed with other people and then I sometimes feel like I'm really separate from other people and kind of alone in a way that's sad. And then other times I feel like I have solitude because I'm pretty much an introvert and I love time to myself and I love solitude and that sometimes I'm lonely. So there's a difference between enjoying solitude and then being alone and feeling lonely or left out or excluded or, you know, just like you don't know how to connect with the world around you. So I'm balancing all of that. And what else? And just I have very strong opinions about nutrition and about particularly about mainstream ways that people eat and they're still recommended by doctors and food guidelines and basically listen to your own body is the best advice and don't just don't just listen to somebody an expert a so-called expert online uh, listen to your own body and listen to what somebody says and then go okay well I'm going to try this kind of eating out and see what it does to my body and then see for a fact what it actually does instead of reading medical journals or scientific experimental data to me what's really proof of something being valid or not is what it does to my body and listening to people online talk about you know doctors and dietitians and nutritionists sharing stories of how people have been helped by eating a certain way and also just individual private people themselves that do video monologues about their health journey and how different eating has helped their bodies heal from different issues. So particularly I'm talking about everyone's phobia of eating fat and they're finding a lot of people are finding out that when they cut sugar and carbs way down, processed fake carby foods down and increase just eating whole natural foods in their natural state with all of the natural fat still in it, ironically, that helps your body become leaner by eating more healthy fat and eating, you know, fruits and vegetables and normal food instead of fake foods that are in packages. And sadly, I consider wheat products kind of processed. Even whole grain bread tends to rise, make the blood sugar and the insulin level go way, 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 way up. What I was going to say was sometimes your insulin level can be high and you don't realize it because your body can handle keeping the blood sugar in a normal range and then eventually your body can't do that anymore and they tell you that you're insulin resistant. So you might not even know that's happening to you and you might even have fatty liver and not realize it. There are people who are not even overweight that have fatty liver because of what they're eating is harming their liver and they just don't even realize it. Even people that don't drink alcohol can sometimes have fatty liver from eating too many sugar and carbs. And it's kind of counterintuitive that it's not from eating more fat that you get fatty liver. It's from eating sugar and carbs that makes the bo the body can't handle processing all the sugar and carbs. And so the liver creates fat. It's, it's, it's hard to explain, but I've, I've listened to many videos on this. So by various doctors and nutritionists and dietitians and science type people and journalists and people who have done research like in person with people and patients and their own personal body journey 
So what was I going to say? So I would say question everything and do what feels right to you and don't let anybody boss you around or push you around. And definitely ask your doctor for nutritional advice if that's what you need. But be careful because a lot of mainstream nutrition ideas are outdated and need to be changed. And so question everything your doctor says. If you do what your doctor says and then you get more unhealthy and need more and more medication, then obviously that plan is not working. So you might want to try a different dietary plan. And people who think that nutrition doesn't affect your health and your disease is that's just doesn't make any sense to me. It's common sense that everything you eat, just like every pill, like every medication that you take and every vitamin that you eat and every food and drink that you consume affects your body chemistry and affects your hormones and affects your entire body. So, you know, I quit eating wheat five years ago and my thyroid became normal. It was underactive and I was on medication. And then after six months off wheat, they said, oh, you don't need your medication anymore because we'd be over treating you if you kept taking this. So there's proof right there that changing the way I was eating, because I was basically a breadaholic. I love bread and I still love the smell of bread, but I don't eat it. And I, when I get pizza, I just throw the crust away. And if somebody gives me a wrap, I just throw the tortilla away and I eat the filling. Or when I go to a Mexican place, I get a burrito bowl. So I get everything that's inside of a burrito, except not the tortilla. So thank you for listening, and I eat um, real fat. I eat like whole fat, whether it's a vegan like nuts and, you know, raw and roasted nuts, and I eat avocado, and I also eat some meat products and some dairy products. But when I do, I try to get the organic, pasture-raised, grass-fed uh, meat and dairy products, and I leave the fat on. I eat the skin and the fat on meat, and it fills me up, and it tastes better, and it keeps my blood sugar stable and my insulin levels lower. So thank you for listening, and I'm going to be okay. My cat and I are both thriving on a high-fat, um, low-carb diet. My cat is on a raw meat diet. I feed him special food made for cats because he's mildly diabetic, and he doesn't need insulin because of the way that I feed him. And I check him every day. I monitor him every day, and he's a happy kitty. So thank you for listening, and a lot of people think that it's dangerous, including some veterinary people think it's dangerous to feed your cat raw meat or your dog, but if you do it in the right way, it's not. And processed, basically a lot of canned um, and, and kibble, kibble dry food for cats and dogs and canned uh, wet food for cats and dogs is basically like the equivalent of humans eating like TV dinners and fake processed foods that are frozen or in cans. And it's just not what dogs and cats are designed to eat. And my experience with my cat has been my dad's cat. She refuses to eat any raw meat. So she's a different story. He has to feed her whatever he can and work with his vet on that. So that's a different story. <clears throat> But my cat is thriving on a raw meat diet. So some cats and dogs can adapt to that. Um, they have the primal instinct of still eating raw meat like their ancestors did and way back in the olden days before humans invented processed can, canned and kibble food for pets. So that's a whole other story. But I'm really into nutrition with my cat and nutrition with my own self and a friend of mine is also fasting, and he's basically eating whatever he wants to eat, but he's fasting, and he's he's uh, getting leaner 
right along with me, but eating different foods than what I eat, but similar. So it, different things work for different people. Uh, but I think most people agree that if you cut refined sugar out of your diet, you're definitely going to improve your health, <laughs> hands down, bar none, or whatever they say. So thanks for listening. My name is Shannon Kringen. I live in Seattle. I'm an American citizen, and I'm left-handed. <laughs> I'm just silly. Okay. I'm a multimedia artist and I have a website, shannonkringen.com. You can just Google Goddess Kring or Shannon Kringen and you'll find all kinds of stuff online. So have a great week or day, everybody. Thanks for listening and follow your heart, follow your dreams.